The pain in Spain continues to rain. Beautifully pulled down by Birkin! Oh, what a goal! And pulling in, and it's there by David Platt! Laura Pereira hit by Hamas! Oh, what a goal! One of the greats! It's not stopped. Dennis Cherishev! Oh, my word! That is quite something! The boys are star! Hamas! in front but Australia looking for a quick comeback they've got it Tim Cahill astonishing it's a really good ball it's Shabalala goal Bafana it's a great run by Michael Owen and he might finish it off oh it's a wonderful goal good evening Everybody, how are we doing? How are you doing, Wes? How are you doing, Kingo? Good, good. All good. Very well, thank you, Mr. Neil. Mr. Mr. Neil. Mr. Neil. Oh, nice. Enjoyed that a lot. So, there's only one place to start. Wes, how was your, how was your latest day off, mate? It's good. It's good. I uh, started watching a new program on Disney uh, called The Patient. Um, I put some netting around a gate and then realised I didn't have enough netting. Uh, and then, um, yeah, watch the football. That's my day off. You put some netting around a gate? I don't know if you you remember coming to my house, but you know the gate that I've got at the back where you can just look in to my yeah. my back garden? I, I wanted to put some mesh type. This is so interesting for a football podcast. But some mesh netting so that it wasn't as easy to just look into my uh, into my back garden. Nice. But I didn't have enough netting, so I couldn't do it. All oh, right. Mental note, never to ask you how your day's been, Wes. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's yeah well, enough you, of that. You, you did ask. I did ask, yeah. I expected a generic. I didn't expect a, oh, the ins and outs. I, I, I thought you wanted detail. I provided detail. But, but I mean, I, I, what the only detail I want is what's the MOT situation like? I, I've not touched the MOT, so it's still sitting in the fridge. Sitting in situ. Yeah. Good. Decent. Oh, King O, good day for you? Yeah, worked. Watched the football. Oh, how it goes at the moment. So yeah. Any hoover to the stairs? Picked up any dog poo? No, far too busy for that. That's <laughs> falling to Mrs. King, is it? Yep. She's a lucky lady. She is a lucky yes. lady. Uh, one place to start, really, isn't the boys? Poor old Spain. Poor old Spain. Jeez. Don't mean that though, do we? I feel for him. Why? Because I've because I know what it's like to lose a penalty shootout every time you have a penalty shootout. It sucks. They are officially worse than us at penalties now, right? They are. Yeah, yeah, I think that's yeah. true. As we speak. I mean, yeah, even thanks. we beat them in a penalty shootout in 96, didn't we? Yeah. We did, yeah. So, that, yeah. That I, no, could I all change on Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. Well, yeah, hopefully hopefully we get to penalties. Hopefully we get to, no. I'd, I'd rather get to penalties and, and, than lose. Cause penalties always feel like a bit of a gamble. Could Yeah, you could get through, you could not. Whereas I've got a horrible feeling France might just absolutely dick us now. Before we jump forward to that, that sort of nonsense and dissect the game a little bit, did anyone care to remember what the predictions were yesterday? No. No? No, I, didn't, I, didn't think we no, were I don't care. Them anymore. No. <laughs> I think pretty sure somebody predicted Neil Nil and Morocco to win on penalties. I don't, I remember that happening. Is that me? No, no. Oh, that wasn't you. Must have been you then, Wes. 
It must have been me. I'm, I'm we know it wasn't Wes. Good opinion. Wes. <laughs> In all fairness, right, so, yeah, okay, you called yesterday. I did call I, it. I, have, what call? I did say Spain are going to struggle to score, and with the exception of the Costa Rica game, which seems like an anomaly now, they were pretty shit going forward. Yeah, they were. They were, you're right. But you're not having it because you said they wouldn't score all World Cup. They scored seven in the first game. Yeah, I I admit that was a bit of a faux pas. But apart from apart from the time they scored seven, they've been pretty average in front of goal. They have. Um, I think that pretty much is going to guarantee me the win of the prediction competition. Surely, for correct result, predicting the penalties, I must get what twenty five points. Yeah, that was that's. I think three at least. At least three, surely. Yeah. At least three. I actually didn't get to watch a massive amount of the game. I managed to see the penalties. You missed very, working. very little. Yeah. Did I? It was, yeah, it was not a good game. I think it got to a stage and you were just, yeah, there was just nothing. No, I think going Was Spain really poor? Um, yeah, it, well, it wasn't Morocco were good. So, yeah, it would have been Spain. Morocco were really, really well organised. So, they were really hard to break down. But this is the problem Spain have because they, their best sort of goal scorer is Morata, who's not very good at scoring goals himself. They get into this habit of just keeping possession for the sake of keeping possession and not actually doing anything with it. And you can, you know, you can defend against that quite easily. So unless you're Costa Rican, uh, you can defend against it really easily. And that, yeah, it was, it was just the way that, that game was always going to be. It was always going to be them dominating possession. If Spain had scored in the first half, they might have scored four. But if, yeah, the longer the game went on, you just felt like Spain weren't going to score. I mean, you called it, Wes. Like we said, mate. What about Morocco, though? Because, I mean, they had, from the bits I saw, almost all of the support, not surprisingly, of course, considering the location and stuff. But was was that telling during the game? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, you could really... It was like a Morocco home game. They, they said it on the commentary quite a lot, but you could really tell. Even when um, the penalty shootouts, when Spain scored their penalty, um, it was to silence. It was it was a bit of a weird weird sensation because normally even if there's a few hundred fans in, in a stadium, you can really hear that. Um, but yeah, it, it felt like the it was a bit of a flat reaction when the Spain goal went in. Spain didn't score a penalty. Did they save one then? It was something like... They, yeah, they they say they one, say, yeah, yeah, one was saved. There, there was a silence at one point in the penalty. Yeah, because yeah, Spain missed every penalty. Statman Wes strikes again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, as soon as they missed their first two, I was like... Yeah. yeah. Do you... Um, I think Spain have got a bigger problem. Because Wes, you, you did actually, in fairness, do a, a little bit of stat research, shall we say. And you came up with the following. Well, I say you came up with it. I think you must have found it from, from the interweb. Um, Italy haven't won a knockout World Cup game since they won the final in 2006. Obviously, Italy didn't even make it to this one. Oh, the last Spain, one. Oh, yeah, or the last one. Spain haven't won a knockout World Cup game since they won the final in 2010. Yep. And Germany haven't won a knockout World Cup game since they won the final in 2014. Correct. Yeah. It, France have won since they won the World Cup. They won one couple of days ago didn't they but yeah but before that yeah. well I mean before that they didn't have a chance to win a knockout game since exactly but still 
But yeah, it, it did stand. But yeah, it's um, yeah, it's a weird, weird thing, isn't it? I mean, I, I was surprised most by Germany. I think the fact that they haven't won a, I mean, it's only two World Cups, I suppose. So it shouldn't be that surprising. They didn't get out of the group either time, did they? But yeah, it's been um, a bit of a weird thing. Do you think your last World? Cup, I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd be honest with you, lads. If I was in England, if that was an England situation, if they won this one and then didn't win a World Cup knockout game for the next three year, three World Cups, I think I'd be alright with it. I'd take it. I mean, we're used to it, right? So yeah, <laughs> it'd be like yeah. back to normal, oh, but at least we've won it. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, maybe it's a, it's you know, is, is it potentially a little bit of a a changing of the guard in in European football? Because England and I mean France historically have had success as well, obviously. Mm. But you'd say that France and England are the two best teams in Europe, right? Spain just seem to create the same kind of player. This like gap. Yeah, they've gap. not moved moved on, have they? Not not really. They're really high technique players, but sometimes you just need a like a thug up front to, to you know cause some havoc. Um, and they just don't seem to be able to create that kind of player. Um, Germany Diego Costa. Well, yeah. they, they didn't create him, did they? Well, no, they didn't create him. That's true. Yeah, it's a good point. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that would mean he's, what, 36 now? So it's not even as if they, they, they got him when he was when he was young. I just think they need, you know, they need a... If they had, like, a Haaland-type player, it'd be unstoppable. Sorry, who? Haaland. Haaland. Not Haaland. It's, well, it is in England, but if you actually pronounce his name properly, it's Haaland. Haaland so, sounds like the sort of place that Kingo goes on his holidays. That's not a nice thing to say, is it? <laughs> Hello, Mrs. Kingo. How are you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I mean, it, Morocco are through, right? Um, is that then done? Do you think? I mean, judging by how good Portugal were tonight, yeah, yeah, yeah I think yeah, maybe it is. It is funny how every team Ronaldo plays for are better without Ronaldo, isn't it? Is that that's funny, isn't it? Because he's such a prick, isn't he? I, yeah, I, you know, my feelings on, on Ronaldo, I can't stand the guy. Um, I just think at the moment, it's just, I think he needs to retire. I think they were talking about it on um, before the game. And I think he was, that, that they were right in what they were saying. They're kind of, he's really tarnishing the end of his career. What has been a fantastic career is one of the best players in the world ever. He's now just tarnished it by acting like a baby all the time. Um, obviously, he wasn't included today because he kicked off with um, with the manager about being subbed. He's obviously he fell out with Haaland. He fell out with the manager at Juventus. It's just there's a common theme, and it's him and his attitude. And I think it's such a shame because, like he said, he's he's had such a good career up until this point. And he's just ruining it. It's just people will look now if this is how it's going to end. People will always look at him and go, "This is some moany brat." Um, yeah, I, th- I think I think football. But he has always been like that, right? He, he, he's always been a prick, hasn't he? But I think yeah, football has a, a tendency to look back with rose-tinted glasses, doesn't it? You know, no one when they're talking about Maradona talks about the '94 World Cup or anything. We do after that. Yeah, we do because we're we're you know intellectuals. But people talk about him in the '86 World Cup. They talk about him, you know, at his peak at Napoli. That they forget that he was terrible at Barcelona. They they don't forget about the drug scandal in '94. Um, you know, people talk about Pele as, as one of the greatest ever, but they don't talk about the fact that Santos didn't play a competitive game for four years of his career, and they just started touring the world playing friendlies. So, 
like I think it's it, I think we will look back on on Ronaldo in five even five years time and just be like wow what a player did amazing stuff for Real Madrid especially yeah so I mean Portugal did look good didn't they they look very good especially, especially that lad up front He's got yeah a, first half oh. of the tournament right I'm, I'm not and he was there. Ronaldo's play, replacement right yeah yeah direct and it, it just shows a, I've I've been you guys know I'm a Man United fan. I've been saying we look much better without Ronaldo because the movement's better. You know, just he just stands, you know, in one place waiting for the ball to come to him. Um, whereas you know they were moving around and it was it was really hard to pick anybody up. Um, and when you've got a player like Bruno behind a player that's got that kind of movement, he'll find him and he'll, he'll you know put him in great chances. But that first goal was insanely good. Yeah, I mean all of his goals were good. Mm. You look at all of them; they're all top top quality finishes. Um, and I think Portugal have got quite an exciting future. They've got quite a few solid, solid young players there um, that that should see them good in in kind of the next few tournaments after this one. If you, obviously they can still win this one, but completely agree. But yeah, and you got yeah, to think as well, like players like Jota, who at Liverpool, yeah, who's injured for this tournament. Yeah, he'd have probably played this tournament as well. So yeah, yeah, I think I think Portugal are really good. You can see why Wolves have been. Uh, Investing so much time in Portuguese players, right? Trying to become Portugal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Switzerland were disappointing, though, right? Yeah, I don't think they've played particularly well throughout the whole no. tournament. Um, did they underperform? I don't think they did. Will they be happy with going getting through to the round of 16? I think they'll probably be happy with that. Oh, they will be, yeah. Yeah, they're a functional um, team, aren't they? They're, yeah. the kind of, they're the kind of team that will always finish second in a World Cup qualifying group in the European stages. Yeah. You always have a team like that, a team like that, or Poland or someone Denmark. Like that. Yeah, they're always they're always around, aren't they? Um but you you know, you, you they're never gonna win a tournament like this. So it's all no. about um yeah, can they get to the round sixteen, can they get to the quarterfinals, can they cause one upset, maybe like they did in in the Euros. Um that's that's kind of their, their peak, isn't it? I think functional is probably a really good way to describe them. Um, as the country is very functional as well, isn't it, Switzerland? Yeah, I mean, the only, yeah, they've had one outstanding thing as a tennis player, hasn't they? Roger Federer's Swiss, isn't he? So. Well, hold on, the Swiss, Swiss have got other outstanding things. <laughs> no, I mean, like, you see, sports-wise, they've, had, they've got one outstanding uh, talent like greatest of all time talent in tennis. It meant, it, I meant that as a compliment. They've got the greatest tennis player that's ever played the game. Well, they have, yeah. I mean, they've also, I mean, just a very quick Google, Martina Hingis, she was very good. She was yeah. very good. They created fondue. The yeah. WWE wrestler Cesaro Swiss. So, yeah, I think cool. he's, now, he's now in the other company. Stan Wawrinka, another tennis player. I feel like you're clutching at straws now, but... Yeah, I mean, because the next one down on the list is uh, Johan Giroud. Oh. Remember yeah. him? No, not even a little bit. He played for Arsenal. He played for Arsenal, yeah, correct. Or maybe oh, I him. Yeah, yeah, no, I do remember him. Yeah, he's he was average, wasn't he? And, and actually, what is... Switzerland famous for where so we're going to look you pick on in many countries with fondue you're absolutely right yeah uh chocolate watches they make a bloody good watch okay good watch I would argue though are they better at chocolate than the Belgians 
It depends mm. if you prefer Belgian chocolate yeah. or Swiss, Swiss chocolate. No one goes, oh, I've got a box of Swiss chocolates, whereas they would, I've heard people say, oh, I'm sure but hold on, do. Hold on, Wes. Toblerone, Toblerone, Swiss. Every yeah. single airport in the world, there's a big fuck off Toblerone. Great marketing. Yeah. Who's Lint. picking a Toblerone though? Lint, I'll give you. Lint, Lint's a pretty exceptional chocolate. And actually, I'll tell you this, Wes, for free. A little bit of knowledge for you. What sets Swiss chocolate apart is the use of alpine milk. I did know that. Yeah. yeah. Which means it's it's denser and less aerated. What what? How do they make alpine milk? Is it just cows that live on uh, high alt- high altitude farms in the mountains? Yeah. Yeah. So it's just high cows, isn't it? Yeah. Cheese. Swiss cheese. Not yeah. a fan of Swiss cheese. It's just not a fan cheese, of Swiss. It? It's not just less. It's not just holy cheese, is it? Of course it is. That's what no. So yeah. while most of us think of Swiss cheese as simply a cheese slice with holes, there's actually a wide range of different cheeses from Switzerland. From Gruyere, very nice, very oh, nice. Yeah, no, I do like a Gruyere. Yeah. Emmentaler, very nice. That's just holy cheese, isn't it? Yeah, it kind of is, isn't it? Um, fondue, yeah, cheese. Yeah, I'm a fan of cheese. Raclette. Clocks. I'm, I'm a fan of all these things. I just think, that, you know, that doesn't give you clogs. a Clogs. Did you say clogs? No, Raclette Clogs is Holland. Raclette, I said. No, Wes, I think Wes said Clogs. Oh, Did he? Clocks. For God's sake, Statman. Clocks, yeah. as in time. Oh, clocks. Yeah. Right, okay. Clocks, well, watches, yeah, look. Right, Name I a country should, that makes we... a better watch. Um, Can't. No. Uh, oh, and we haven't even got onto the army knives yet. Yeah. No, no, it's a very functional country. If you're Swiss... It's funny you say that because number five on this list that I've loaded up is punctuality. Yeah, see, it, it's that kind of country, and it's very, very good. Um, but it's not the Matterhorn, as mountains go. Well, no, they're not. You're right, and it is a football podcast. We'll do another one on. It's all countries to me, or something. Yeah, and we'll we'll have slightly off comments about other countries on that podcast but this co- this podcast focused on football and the Swiss are okay at football yeah they're okay you're right yeah, you are right they're one of those running the mill teams doesn't excite you nothing really happens with them but they're there they're always there they're always knocking around aren't they mm. did you um, did you see a fantastic Twitter thread by the way about Brazil I didn't no. know no so it was, it was talking about the class of 2002. As in the, it, the, the World Cup winning. The Brazilian World Cup team, 2002, the squad. Um, and it, I won't read them all out, but a lot of the stuff on there is batshit. So uh, the goalkeeper, Dida, is it, or Dida? Dida, yeah. Dida. Dida, we'll go with Dida, yeah. Um He'd obviously, the previous year to that World Cup, he'd banned from football for entering Italy with a forged Portuguese passport. Right, okay. Uh, so midfielder Edelson uh, was caught cashing in fake lottery, lottery tickets. Uh, he'd been recruited by a criminal gang. He used his famous face to charm unsuspecting bank managers. Wow. Uh, what else we got on there? Uh, Ronaldo obviously picked up three prostitutes from a nightclub. Yeah. Uh, as things got steamy, he discovered they were all men. Um, <laughs> which <laughs> Roberto Carlos? Whoa, whoa, whoa. I need to know if he stopped. 
according uh, according to the press, after an altercation, the police were called, which right. would suggest that he he ended the. Yeah, that's a get out of the house. The, yeah, they were uh, all men. All men. Yeah. So so he was in a situation where he thought, "I'm going to go get six prostitutes." Which is already three, three, three. Yeah. So he's already thinking. God, give him some credit. Yeah. So he's already thinking. Yeah, six prostitutes is far too many. Too Too many. many Yeah. So he's already thinking. I'm going to get three prostitutes, and then he picked up three that were men dressed as women. Yeah. No, no, hold on. Seems really unlucky. I don't know. They, they. I mean, there is. So on the Twitter thread, there is a picture, and I'll be honest. I don't know how to say this without it coming across as wrong, but he must have had a fair few. Right. He, he must have had a fair few to drink that night. Um, but yeah, so then there was a, there was an altercation, I guess. So he, he realized he wasn't into that sort of thing. And then you've got Roberto Carlos. This goes on. It's a great thread, by the way. Uh, Roberto Carlos has fathered 11 children with seven different women. Okay. That's, that's pretty good going. Was that in one night as well, or? No. Uh, that's a big night, isn't it? Uh, a lot of twins going on as well, right? Yeah, a lot of that. Yeah. Uh, so Cleberson, I think we all know about Cleberson, but to remind people, fourteen-year-old. Um, he 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 was so after the World Cup, he was Europeans top sides were jostling for his signature. Uh, but he chose to stay in Brazil so he could marry his 15-year-old fiance. Yeah, yeah, I remember that coming up when he won. He signed for United. Yeah, uh, Edu. So you remember Edu from his Arsenal days? Yeah, he had a passport thing as well, didn't he? <laughs> he did. He had the same problem as Dida. So he turned up at Heathrow Airport with a fake Portuguese passport. Yeah, yeah, I vaguely remember that as well. Ronaldinho obviously famously spent time in jail. Yeah. What I'm hearing from yeah. this is Rivaldo, bit of a legend. No, Rivaldo's on the list. Oh, of course he is. Is there anyone that's not on the list? Cafu. Cafu, he's literally the one I'm about to read. <laughs> <laughs> so Cafu uh, was uh, apparently flogging properties to one of Sao Paulo's most notorious criminal gangs. Sounds quite he, that's, that doesn't seem to be his fault, though, right? No, but this is definitely his fault. Uh, do you remember his his quote about uh, Liverpool right back John Flanagan? No, no. Uh, he anointed him as uh, my natural successor in football, and okay. I ex- expect him to achieve as many trophies as I did. John Flanagan, John Flanagan, who famously <laughs> famously retired uh, after a spell at Danish side HB Koji Koji. Wow. So what? Yeah, they, they were full of wrongins. Is what I'm hearing there. But yeah, yeah. it was, it was so. back in a day when football was very different, shall we say? Yeah, isn't Rubinio? I mean, I know he wasn't in that team, but Rubinio is a wrongin as well, isn't he? He got uh, done for something, didn't he? Rubinio. Let's have tax. a. Oh, I think I think it's more serious than that. Oh yeah, he's 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 serving. Uh, he's going to jail apparently. Yeah, it's it's quite a serious one as well, isn't it? It's oh, it's ter- Oh, it's horrific. I'm not going to read it out. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's not, want to know. That's not nice. Yeah. 
yeah, there you go. So could be worse things. You know, Neymar has a certain time off every year to go and do carnival or something, doesn't he? Carnival, I think, is the official term. So uh, it could be worse, couldn't it? He could be a right wrong and we might not know for many years. Well, yeah, you don't know, do you? days um moving forward so obviously now the the quarterfinals are all set and i know we're going to do a, a proper sort of preview show at, on on thursday it'll come out uh, or we'll record it on thursday it'll come out thursday evening um what are you thinking about the fixtures so far for the quarters oh they're juicy aren't they are they i think yeah, i think I... it's yeah i think if spain had got through we'd have had four epic games i think the morocco yeah. portugal game would be good but just the spiciness of neighbours um, was a bit bit intriguing to me. But, you know, Morocco would be good. Um, but, yeah, I'm really looking forward to the possibility of an Argentina-Brazil semi-final. Yeah, I think the, the Netherlands-Argentina game would be good. Um, I think two two teams in form, which I think... Are we going to do predictions or should we wait? We'll wait that. We'll save that for Thursday. We'll wait. Um, okay, yeah. Just a general um, feel on, on the games and stuff. Obviously, England-France is going to be a cracker. Um, Hopefully expect, a Christmas cracker. Hey. Yeah. You'd expect um, Brazil-Croatia to be a bit one-sided and you never know what's going to happen with Morocco and Portugal. So, um, so how many times between now and I'm assuming it's on Friday, the, the, um, the Netherlands game, how many times do you think you'll see the Dennis Bergkamp 1998 goal? I would expect at least 12. Yeah, it's going to be on a lot, isn't it? Yeah, it's going to be around a lot, that is. Yeah. You know, um, you know, we talked yesterday about um, videos that you'd go to to, you know, have a heartwarming moment to remind you of the good times. Yeah. Um, today I was on TikTok and I saw a video of every England exit since '98. Oh, that's not what you want. <laughs> oh, it was miserable. That's not oh, what you want. Never been so miserable. It's just oh, we've been so rubbish. We have. Um, right, are you ready for? We have got a. An email come in. Only one, but we've got an email. You ready for this? I'm ready. This is from Peter French, who says, Hi there. Hi, the three amigos, which is nice. I like that. Yeah, we'll go with that. I'm happy to be an amigo. Um, you said you wanted emails, so I thought I'd add my thoughts. Excellent. Thank you, Peter. We do. Uh, I'm really pleased at England's progress. And even if we were to lose to France, I've enjoyed supporting them. They're much more likable than England teams of old. The youngsters are very mature and likable, unlike England teams of old, such as John Terry being one of the awful examples. Mm. I wondered if you think that we have a better chance with the timing of the tournament. We're mid-season, fit, in form, whereas in summer tournaments, we've had a long, hard season. Anyway, thanks for the pod. I have really enjoyed it. I'm stuck at home watching the football, which is great, and waiting for cancer treatment, which is not so great. But you have cheered me up, so thanks. Peter. Well, firstly, Peter, um, I hope you're well. Thank you for listening and uh, wish you all the best with your treatment coming up. Secondly, excellent email. Thirdly, let's answer the question. Um, yeah, I think to a certain extent, I, I, I think probably it is a good time and I think it's better than a full season. But I think the problem is, is that because of the way it's fallen, a lot of the kind of top teams, especially those in the Champions League, have had to fit so many games in such a short period of time. I don't think that's going to help. I think probably what we'll see is that actually the second half of the Premier League season is probably going to be affected. 
with a fair amount of injuries as well. Yeah, I think I think if you look at the the teams that have put in really good performances so far, the majority of them are full of squads that are playing Premier League or, or equivalent um, to a really really high standard. Um, and I don't think that's I don't think that's a coincidence. In Portugal today, a lot of those playing the Premier League or in Spain. Um, the Brazil squad, pretty much all of those play in Europe. League actually, uh, and obviously England have done very well. France, same. I think I think that is a really valid point. I think a lot of the teams that were, I think we saw a few shocks from teams that had players that aren't playing all that much, but quality starting to really show through. Um, and a lot of that's probably to do with the fact that they're match fit and sharp and looking good. I mean, the quality of goals that we've been getting in this World Cup have been unbelievable. Portugal scored a few today. Brazil scored three or four yesterday. They were mega. And actually, yeah, so some of the goals as well, they're not even... There's been a couple of thunder bastards, but there's been some real good sort of what you class as team goals, haven't there? Mm. Yeah, I think that's that's been noticeable this World Cup, hasn't it? Yeah, not proper yeah. football, as I like to describe it. You don't see that often in League Two, unfortunately. You don't see it often in international football because they don't normally have enough time to... You know, build that kind of relationship. Um, so yeah, it's, it's it's been nice from from that perspective. But yeah, I do think I do think the majority of the players that are playing in the latter stages of this tournament um, will tire towards the end of the season. You might see Bayern Munich do really well in the Champions League as a result because obviously a lot of their players have gone home. Kingo, feel the same? Yeah, yeah, I definitely do. I think. Um... Hopefully, it will have a massive impact and it will mean England pushing further into the tournament. Um, but yeah, I'd agree with, with what's the word was said. You see um, some of the friendlies that have been happening for the club teams. Yeah, I mean, well, Newcastle are in a, um, Saudi Arabia at the moment um, and they're playing some of the top Saudi teams as part of their... And I think we've got a, we, they've got a, um, a friendly with Real Vallecano as well. There's been some really weird matchups. Borussia Dortmund played Vietnam the other day. Vietnam? Yeah. I thought that was really weird. Um, there's a Brazilian team. I think it's called Botafogo. Botafogo, yeah. They played Blackburn. That's, a, that's an interesting Huge game. Point. Huge game. Yeah. Some really weird friendlies going around. Where was that played? Was it in Brazil I, or was it in Blackburn? Know. I don't know. I would love it if somebody listening to that, listening to this has seen that, has seen that some of that game somehow. That'd be incredible. Botafogo v Blackburn. That's like you know, and, and actually the Vietnam one. That's essentially like what England play in. I don't know. I'm trying to think of the equivalent. Uh, Falaraki FC. Oh, so my, my mistake. Sorry, it was uh, they they beat um, Ajax. Did uh, it was Crystal Palace that played Botafogo? Sorry. Oh, for. Sight Wes. Every back. single time. Every oh, night. Statman Wes. Statman Wes is back. Blackburn beat... Um, I don't Bayern. care anymore. Um, Botafogo played at Selhurst Park. Wes, we don't care. Was it Selhurst you've, Park? You've ruined it, Wes. Right. Yeah. Someone shut him up. I'm trying to find the attendance. Right. <laughs> shut him up. <laughs> right. On that note, uh, let's call it uh, for this episode. Don't forget to send your emails in. footballtomepod at gmail.com tweeters as well um it's at euro 2020 to me 
Uh, we'd love to hear from you. The more, the merrier. Just before we finish, we did get one tweet, actually, which was from Aaron Lewis, who just alerted us to the potential ding-dong um, in the Portugal game, but unfortunately didn't materialise. Aaron, but thank you for being on Ding Dong Watch. Uh, get in touch. Thanks for listening, as always. Uh, we'll be back on Thursday. <laughs>